remember the Christmas song that I'd come up with. You were gonna sing a Christmas? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's all the eggnog you yeah. just oh, drank. God, it it's is. good, right? Yeah, it was it's so it's cheap. really good. It was on uh, sale. Shameless plug: Old New England Classic Eggnog. If anyone wants to join, it uh-huh. does say on the not shatterproof bottle, <laughs> but shatterproof cap, freshly made. Ooh. Though it was probably on the shelf for a while. It's oh clearance. yeah, definitely. It's it, clearance it was right. on sale. Yeah. No, it's freshly made by hand. It's freshly made. Uh, what, what's the what's what liquor is in it? Oh God, oh, um, it's good. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, rum, brandy, and blended whiskey. Ooh wee, blended whiskey. That's what you get when you get a bunch of the bottom of the barrels. That there's not enough to bottle them up, and you just mix them all together. Yeah. I don't know if that's true at all. Did you know you can get slivers in your throat when you're drinking barreled whiskey? Also fake. Would you please never say that again? <laughs> that was fucking disgusting. And I never want to hear that. <laughs> you gross me out. You fucking disgust me. You hurt my insides. <sighs> All right. Well, welcome, everybody. It's pressure points. We're at it again around Christmas. That's it. That's our intro. And that's uh, the extent. So you guys have a good night. It's good talking to you. Um... Yeah, we're we're gonna have some fun little. I've got some fun Christmas facts for you. Oh, do sorry, you? Xmas, Xmas. Let me Xmas. correct myself. No, no, it's Christmas. This is a Christian channel. <laughs> this is a very obviously. Christian channel. Yeah, clearly. Uh, but I've got some some fun Christmas facts, and I know AJ has some exciting, equally fun Christmas, equally facts. fun Christmas facts. Certainly <laughs> fun, and it's just fun times will be had by all. And uh, we wish you guys a very Merry Christmas. Or Kwanzaa. Yeah. Now, on that but note. But not Hanukkah. Yeah, not Hanukkah. No. <laughs> well, it's a Christian channel, for Christ's sakes. God fucking Christ. <laughs> so, uh, for we'll, we'll jump right into it. The Merry Christmas song. So, we wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm sure you know that one. I'm gonna be no, I'm not you. familiar with I'm this. hitting you with uh, a lot of... Christmas song factoids today. I've got a handful. Why am I? I'm already sweating, and I don't know why, because it's cold in this room. I specifically kept this room cold because it it's always the, gets hot. It's the fire. It's the it's fire. The fire. I, it's the fire. It's Very warm. You can't see, but I'm like putting my hands up to yeah. it. <laughs> it's making your laptop hotter. Yeah. Um, the Merry Christmas to You was an old song that the carolers would perform. Still do, I guess. Now... Uh, one of the one of the big reasons that they would sing it, and you notice in the lyrics, like as it goes on, "Merry Christmas to you," whatever. Yeah, they'll get to the point where they're like, "Now bring us a figgy pudding," and then <laughs> yes. they get to the next point where they're like, "We won't go until we get some." So, oh, so it's getting the carolers uh, back in the 1600s would sing that song outside rich people's homes. Okay. And rich people love that shit. Like, they would pay for carolers to follow them around uh, through the holidays, and they would just sing to them during their night out. Uh, however, these carolers would just walk around these rich neighborhoods and sing at rich folks' homes, and they would get to those later verses, and they're just like, we're not going to fucking leave until you bring us a gift. <laughs> we will keep repeating it was, this it chorus. Was, it was an ex- expectation. And so oh. those later verses became... I don't know if you want to say canon, but they became regular <laughs> because that's how they, they would sing. They would they, beg for food. Yeah, they, they were just trying to survive, and the rich people would just throw figgy pud- pudding out their front door. What the door. fuck is figgy pudding? Tell me you went into that. 
Uh, figgy pudding. So, have you ever had um? No. Uh, fig Newtons. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fucking, so, I fuck with Fig Newtons. I fucking love Fig Newtons. It's you have the no same idea. Fruit. I, it's a, a fig, fig is a fruit. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about fig pudding because I'm not a caroler. I bet a mango is is exotic to you. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> that's okay. Um, but yeah, so I believe that's what fig pudding is. Is it's just the the fig itself turned into in a, a pudding. Pudding, yeah, fig, and then the Y, which is Spanish for and, so fig e pudding. So fig and pudding. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. It all it all comes together now. Here's a... I'll, I'll one-up you real Ugh. quick. Screw your fact. This one's uh You know how Walmart, last, last winter, they got in trouble because somebody, somehow a product got through that showed the gate to Auschwitz with the German saying... What? And on like a pillow or something like that. And it was a picture of the gate what of the Auschwitz. Fuck? One of the first things that the you know that the Jewish prisoners would see was this gate. I can't remember. Why are what it we says not wearing time. those every episode? Right. So are they shirts, pillowcases? They were pillowcases, shirts. I, I would wear. I would wear a fucking pillowcase with that. Oh yeah. As a shirt, I don't care. Cut holes in it. It's like wearing a garbage bag. Exactly. I didn't do that when I was a kid. Never. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I love it when <laughs> when concentration camp. Uh, imagery cut the feet, cut gets the feet. Through. he loves concentration love, camps oh, you shit. heard it here no, first no but i love it when uh when the imagery gets through <laughs> the, the retail accident. you know whatever happens there I'm like so, a mass retail market too yeah. i'd assume were there so, specific stores do you know no i, I don't know which specific ones but they they pretty quickly <laughs> said oh shit and they pulled all the products smartly but the uh, even better, one week ago, this news article came out that I found. Amazon pulls Auschwitz-themed ornaments. It's from the Washington Post. <laughs> Apparently, somebody had put on a bunch of, like, Christmas ornaments, stars, uh, a bottle opener, sweaters. I really wanted it, but I could not find it because it had already Auschwitz been pulled. I would have bought opener. an Auschwitz-themed bottle opener. But they just showed pictures. They were just using, like, stock photography of... Huh. Auschwitz, you know, the, the gates, yeah. the imagery of the fences specifically <laughs> was used, like the barbed wire fences. Just like, <laughs> just burn crisp bodies yeah. on an ornament. Nothing says, nothing says Christmas like, <laughs> like toasty a, Jews. Like a crispy. <laughs> nothing says Christmas like toasty Jews. Oh, and I just want to point out right now, Rico actually joined our live oh, stream. Oh my goodness, Rico. <laughs> how how goes he? it, buddy? Uh... Yeah, so so that's fun. I love it when when it gets through, and then some people buy some stuff, and then some you know forty five year old fifty uh, five year old woman uh, finds out her son bought a bottle opener that has Auschwitz barbed wire on it. Where did you get this? I got this on Amazon for Christmas last year, mother. Yeah, well, this one was a week ago. A the week Walmart ago. one was oh, last okay. year. This one so was this Amazon year. is this year. Amazon's this year. Oh man. Keep you updated. Keep your eyes next out for next year. Yeah, yeah. Next year's, I'll, we'll see which retailer does. It's going to be mistake. fucking Target. Yeah, right? but it <laughs> won't great. get taken down. People are just going to roll with it. And it's it's going to become a new thing, like that pooping kid, which I found. I found the pooping nativity kit. Oh yes, I right before we started the stream, I showed D or I let D know about the the pooping man and the nativity. I didn't look up the the history of it, but yeah, it's some common thing yeah just a little taking porcelain a porcelain kid taking a shit 
Yeah, Google it. Yeah. God <laughs> damn it. All right. So, what do you got for me today? Oh. Hit me with the big facts. I got a whole bunch of things. They're all really positive. I really wanted to stay positive for this Yeah, very uplifting holiday. episode. You know, yeah, because, you know, it's the season. You got a free rug, like... You know, tis the season. You yeah. gotta pay it forward. Like yeah. this is this is fantastic. <laughs> so I have. Uh, we can jump in really anywhere, but I have things from the uh, holiday heart syndrome all the way to the Kavina Christmas massacre, and also a very Nazi Christmas. That one will be a lot <laughs> a of fun. Very Nazi Christmas. We've already approached the whole uh, Auschwitz thing, so uh, fuck hey, it. Let's go Nazi Christmas. Nazi Christmas. All right. Yep. Step so this one. one this one's great. So I don't know if any of you know this, but Adolf Hitler tried to establish a, like, united Nazi religion that kind of gets rid of some of the Christianity overtones because in Christianity, Jesus was Jewish. Obviously, you can't have the head, you know, figure of a religion Jewish if you're the Nazis. <laughs> it turns out he was Muslim. We don't know how this happened. <laughs> yeah, so so there's a, a lot of issues that Adolf Hitler and the Nazi socialist party had with christmas just overall honestly well yeah <laughs> yeah in general <laughs> as well but they they tried to set up their religion and it didn't really work germany was still predominantly christian so they instead they knew they couldn't get rid of christmas so they tried to redefine it and what do the nazis know better than anything of how to control people that's propaganda oh no so they they were also really upset about the star on top of the tree because they thought it looked too much like the Star of David. <laughs> God damn it. They did the block of, of Jesus, didn't they? It, they did a sunburst. A cube. They replaced the star on top of the tree with a sunburst, which I really tried to find a picture of, but the there's, there's nothing I can find. Oh. Because I was just, like, how would that look? It totally looked like the uh, the rising sun <laughs> yeah, in the Japanese flag. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, actually. <laughs> Let me see. So the way they did this is they, they actually added high-ranking Nazi figures to nativity scenes. <laughs> and, like, decorations. Like, oh, let's go throw a... Come on, Hans, let's go throw a Christmas party. You get, like, a cardboard cutout of himmler and throw and put a christmas hat on him like Fucking really himmler. weird stuff like oh that my god nothing and, says christmas like sitting back next to an open fire roasting your chestnuts and cutting up to your cardboard cutout of himmler yeah exactly <laughs> or rommel <laughs> so they they also tried to associate a lot there there's a ton of you know welfare drives and charities they always tried to make it seem like it wasn't in the Christmas spirit. It was in the giving to the Nazi the party Nazi spirit. spirit. Yeah. They actually, uh, they ran a lot of programs with the Nazi youth and the League of German Girls. They would go around and collect coats and money and give them to, you know, World War One German veterans and homeless people. And, you know, they did do a lot of good in that sense, but it was all propaganda. It was all to just, <laughs> just to make it more associated with the Germans than Christ himself. Now... Do you have any photos of Nazi Christmas propaganda? Yes. Please, please, if there's any Christmas, I don't care, if this is my last Christmas, the one thing that I want for the rest of my life, and anyone that's listening that has phenomenal Photoshop skills, I would love... Jesus in an SS uniform. Oh, God. No, I didn't think you were going to go there. 
<laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, I could probably figure that out, but we're going to be put on a list if we're not already. <laughs> it's worth it. It'll be worth it. We'll have t-shirts. Oh, It'll be great. Yeah, that's going to be our first <laughs> official merchandise. SS Jesus. No, it'll be G-E-S-S-U-S. <laughs> and it's the the runic S. Oh, no. Oh, oh. man, we just lost like 75. Yeah, everybody, nobody's, nobody's everybody listening anymore. Down. They just all left. That's okay. I'll just continue talking to this empty room. Uh, so another way that they tried to kind of change the influence on this is they would emphasize the German kind of pagan past that they had and they introduced rituals that they claimed the ancient Aryans practiced which they basically just pulled these rituals out of their asses and said you're you know the ancient Aryans used to do this now you do this to try to create new traditions that would be passed on (laughs) down the families and they were very pagan like altars and shit like that super cool couldn't find a picture of those sacrifices you know some virgins got sacrificed it's fine it's whatever god damn it (laughs) Um, they also changed the day of Christmas to the winter solstice. Also, happy winter solstice yesterday. Thank you. I celebrated definitely that. Yeah, I had a bunch of soup. Yeah, nothing says winter, winter solstice like soup. Yeah, exactly. They they also changed a lot of the St. Nicholas imagery to Wotan, which is a Germanic, Germanic, Germanic deity that's basically the Celtic German form of Odin from so, the Nords. Did they call him Santa Claus? <laughs> they definitely should have. <laughs> That's going to be our next piece of merchandise. The is Santa, Santa Claus. Claus with just a Hitler stash. <laughs> That's number two. Uh, you heard it you, here You should first. be writing these down. You're going too quick. I know I am. That, it's going to be our Christmas 2020 <laughs> merchandise. Yeah, God damn it. We're not going to sell any of them. We'll just have it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll up. just have it up. We'll just put it on Amazon. We know it'll sell <laughs> Yeah, there. it'll sell if they won't catch it. <laughs> Let me see. What the heck? Sorry, my computer just did something weird. Oh, thank goodness everything's still up. Oh, We got cut. Oh, Our, Your FBI agent was pissed. I accidentally moved the fire. Sorry. Okay, so another thing they did, they would rewrite the songs to be in, instead about, you know, Jesus, it would be about Hitler or, <laughs> you know, ancient Aryans and all this stuff. And they, they actually distributed advent calendars to children just full of Nazi ideology and military propaganda. Like, you go and wake up every day and you'd open your little your little advent calendar and get a little piece of cho- chocolate out and you'd <laughs> be opening, like, a Nazi soldier. <laughs> and inside would be a piece of chocolate shaped like a swastika. <laughs> they also encourage people to bake only swastika-shaped cookies. No, no Christmas trees, no, you know, no snowmen, nothing like that. Just not just swastikas. Well, because they wouldn't have been snowmen, they would have been ashmen back then. <laughs> yeah, <so>. exactly. <laughs> so it it got to the point that traditional celebrations of Christmas became seen as direct dissent and a protest against Nazism, and was punishable. You could go really? to you could be incarcerated Man. if you made a Christmas tree or a star cookie. Jesus. Uh, towards the end of the war, people just kind of lost interest in Christmas entirely because they were being slaughtered by the thousands and retreating and poor. But most of these changes, almost immediately after the war, were were reverted. Most of the songs were banned as Nazi propaganda. But one song they called uh, Exalted Night, they <laughs> was actually, con- everybody would sing it around Christmas time until the late 50s, even though it had been banned as Nazi propaganda. Huh. 
but for the life of me, I could not find you this can't song. Find Exalted Night. I could not find a recording of this song because it's considered Nazi propaganda. So Google huh. just scrubs it. Yeah. Did you use I, Bing? I should have used Bing. I just thought Bing. about that. I was able to find a, a cool Pause website called... Pause the stream. We're Pause finding it. it. We're taking it down. <laughs> I did We're going to come back uh, on a break. Yeah. After a short commercial break. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, but we... Uh, I, I did find a cool website called Music in the Holocaust and had a whole bunch of music that was composed by people in concentration camps and, was, mm. and they would sing it as a form of resistance. Really cool website That'll if be you're ever bored intro. and also very happy. We'll put that as our new intro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it's not like anybody holds the pop yeah. the copyright anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah it, it was it. interesting. Like they they had this whole war against Christmas that not a lot of people ever saw or knew about unless you were in you know Mu Munich or Berlin or Jesus. any of the big towns. Money, I like it. Yeah. So Christmas in Nazi Germany. <laughs> You're Nazi, welcome. A very Nazi Christmas. A that's very a, Nazi Christmas. That's what the title of this episode is going to be. Uh, <sighs> I don't know if we could get away with that one. I don't think but. we could. I think iTunes would censor us immediately. <laughs> also, uh, real quick, I just remembered, shout out to the eight people in Norway who keep listening. Yeah, really, though. Thank you. And Spain are like oh, yeah, and Spain. five listeners there. We, uh, Hell we're yeah. worldwide. I'm drinking for you. Pressure points worldwide. <laughs> worldwide. <laughs> Two wow. countries. Yeah, yeah. No one from Russia yet. No one. I think we have one in Great Britain, but I think that was me when I was out there. Oh, it, maybe. it uploaded. No, I wasn't out there when it uploaded. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, we're sorry. Oh. Sorry, brief brief aside <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, sorry. Let's uh, pat our own backs. No so big you, deal. You got some more some more stats? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> before I get into my, my next stat, since we were speaking slightly on the subject of mass Nazis. murders... Oh. Um, or just multiple people dying. Uh, so I don't know if I know you mentioned you've stumbled on it, but the Lawson family back in 1929. We're going, we're going pre-Holocaust this time. Ooh. That's just how we're gonna have our timeline from here on out. Pre and post-Holocaust. Can pre we also have a pre and post Berlin Wall? That could be interesting. Yeah. So post-Holocaust okay. is actually pre-Berlin Wall, and then anything Berlin Wall. To present. <laughs> Just all of our timeline is based off Germany and, and their Russia. historical events. Yep. Um, so the Lawson family, 1929. So Charlie, and I'm, I'm going to spout off a shit ton of names, and I expect Charlie you to remember La all of them. Charlie Lawson, 43-year-old okay. male. Okay, His good wife, to know. Fanny, 37. Marie. Is that spelled with a PH or an F? An F, of course. Okay. It was the twenties. Okay. The roaring nineteen twenties. Uh, I can't say roaring twenties anymore because it's almost the roaring twenties. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the roaring, roaring twenties when we finally put the last nail in the coffin of our planet. <laughs> yeah, you can't be beat. Uh, so Charlie, Fanny, Marie, their seventeen-year-old daughter, Arthur, sixteen, Carrie, twelve, Maybell, seven, James, four, Raymond, two, and Mary Lou, four months old. So, Ooh. big old, oh, holy shit. Uh, just punched my microphone. Yeah, sorry for everyone that was wearing headphones there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to apologize for AJ for that one. How dare you? I'm not going to. <laughs> so, Charlie decides that he's going to take his family out for a nice Christmas portrait because they haven't had 
a big family portrait in a while, and he's finally come up on some money because he's an official farm owner as of two years ago, and he's making it big time. So takes his family out for the Christmas portrait, which wasn't very normal back in the day. Um, a lot of people were like, that's kind of gaudy, especially, yeah, yeah, for a farmer, not so normal. Um, so takes his family out for this portrait, and he's thrilled about it. Everybody's really happy. So uh, Christmas Day, he gets his daughter Carrie and Maybelle ready to go see their uncle, and they get on the cart. They're all set. And they're riding the cart over towards it's a the tobacco barn, and they're riding around the corner of the tobacco barn, and none other than Charlie himself pops out from behind the tobacco barn and whips out his 12-gauge shotgun and shoots both Carrie and Maybell off nice. the carriage. So they fall down, and uh, Charlie goes over there, and what better way to celebrate Christmas Day than to ensure you killed both your daughters by beating their faces in just to know that they're fully dead. That's how I dream Merry of celebrating Merry fucking it. Christmas, everybody. Best way to do it. <laughs> and a happy goddamn New Year. <laughs> so... That's not where it ends. Um, so Charlie, he's obviously a little ways from the house. So he's walking up to the house now. And Fanny sees him, his wife. She sees him walking up. And uh, I mean, she didn't hear the gunshot or anything because it's the 20s and everybody's probably already deaf anyway. Um, so he walks up and I'd assume she probably just said, Merry Christmas, Charlie. And his response was to shoot his wife. Of course. Right in the face. <laughs> right in the face. So, murders Fanny and his his little daughter, uh, well, not little, but his daughter, Marie, the 17-year-old, she screams from inside the house. And the, uh, the two younger sons, James and Raymond, both scatter. Scatter! Uh, so they go try Run! to find somewhere to hide. Daddy's got the shotgun! <laughs> yeah, Dad's got the 12-gauge, and he's he's three for three right now. Um, so he goes His inside. and great. Yeah, he's killing it right now, three literally. And <laughs> three and oh, baby. Um, so he goes inside, and what better way to stop from someone from screaming on Christmas Day than to put a round in them? So he shoots his daughter, Marie. And... He finds his two sons, uh, James and I bet Raymond. they fucking sucked at hide and seek. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, like, I imagine they went to hide and one of them was, like, halfway under the couch. Someone like, had a he foot out. If I can't see him, he can't see me. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, he gave them the best Christmas gift that he could have and shot both of his young sons as well. Merry and, Krampus. Yeah, Merry Krampus. Merry Chrysler. Raskin. <laughs> so, I mean, right now... Six for six. He's doing well. Yeah, like that's that's way better than me on yeah. any cod. I mean, this is like old school nineteen twenty nine. There's probably like gauge. a like a double barrel or yeah. one of those single loading ones that you have to crack open. Take There's a no way every time. he's taking like three quick shots. Yeah, it's he's not like one two <laughs> reloading while he's looking for. It's James. not like my shotgun James that has a ten round clip that's in the front room right now. And it's unregistered, and there's no serial number. You don't have to register it. It's Utah. <laughs> so, uh, so he's killed six of the members of his of his family, and I'd imagine that the four month old daughter is probably crying upstairs, and 
I mean, to solve that issue, he's not going to shoot a baby. Just so that yeah, everyone's aware. He's above He's that. not going to shoot a four-month-old baby. Christ. He's going to beat her face to death so that she's dead. Okay? God. Like, I'm not more. That's the humane way. Yeah, it's, it's what Nazi Jesus would have wanted. I was going to say, it's what God intended. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he, he beats the child to death, and uh, <clears throat> he goes out to the woods. Now, if you notice... There's one name missing from that list that... Uh, yes, I've been keeping yeah. track. Yeah. So Arthur, his 16-year-old son, uh, before all this mayhem had happened, he went to Arthur and said, hey, I need you to run into town to go get... to run some errands. So Arthur comes back from running errands and sees, you know, his entire family's fucking dead. However, when he gets help and when they're looking at the bodies, they've noticed that Everyone has been laid down on their back with their hands crossed and their head is resting on a stone. Uh, how nice. Yeah, I know. Nothing. Their bludgeoned like head. So, yeah, their bludgeoned head. Well, what was left of their head is resting <laughs> on a stone. And um, so members of the town have come in and everyone's just like, what the fuck happened here? Where's Charlie? And all of a sudden they hear a gunshot from the forest just right next to the barn. And so the police officer and Arthur run over there and they find letters to, uh, Charlie had written letters to his parents and, um, which I couldn't find what they said. I know. Um, and there were pace, like he, they had found his footprints and it circled this tree that he had shot himself next to. He had just been circling it and circling it and circling. Totally sane. Because they they were like, oh, he was probably contemplating his decisions. I was like, yeah, he's probably fucking nuts. And he's like, what have I done? Yeah, he had a mental breakdown or something. Yeah, right. Um, now, people people kind of wondered why he did it, but they didn't really ever get an answer because the letters were to his parents, not addressed to Arthur or anything. Um, but. Earlier on, so about a month prior, Charlie had suffered a head injury. Oh, okay. Um, but Johns Hopkins University determined that he didn't have any like brain trauma. He didn't have any trauma to his brain. And they were like, he should have been essentially emotionally sound. Mind you, this was probably 1930 when they got to look at it or yeah. even 1929 if they looked at it right after it happened. Um, so there's probably a lot they didn't catch. Uh, we're looking at you NFL. Um, <laughs> nothing says NFL like murdering your fucking wife. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that was like, people were like, yeah, that was probably the case. And then they realized that Johns Hopkins said, no, he didn't have any brain trauma. So a guy was doing interviews um, years later with the like family members, well, the remaining family members. <laughs> and, uh, Slim pickings on those interviews. <laughs> yeah, they had uh, two people to talk to. Yeah. Um, so this guy was getting ready to publish his book, and he received a letter from Arthur's aunt, and she said that her sister Fanny had reached out and said, look, um, Fanny has told me personally that Marie was being sexually assaulted by her father a lot. And um, 
Marie is a 17-year-old daughter, by the way. Yes. Uh, uh, keeping For everybody not keeping yeah, track at home, unlike me. Yeah, your tally chart. Yes. Um, so they figured that Charlie and Marie were having an incestual relationship and that there's a chance that Marie had gotten pregnant and oh. he had a psychotic break and went fucking ape shit. Had a traumatic injury and an incestuous... Yeah child potentially with his daughter and she had been told uh this i i forget what her name was but uh this aunt was told this information in 1928 a year before any of this happened so should autopsy the daughter yeah yeah right um my bet is neither of those things are what did it to him um he probably got the picture taken of his whole family and was like, you know what? I'm calling it like, this is going to be the family gift this year. I'm tired of buying eight fucking gifts for Christmas, bankrolling myself. He's like, I'm going to buy a family portrait. No one was grateful. And he was like, you know what? Fuck everyone in that picture, <laughs> except for Arthur. I bet Arthur was the one that was like, dad, thank you for getting that picture printed. Yeah. For he appreciated. And he was like, Arthur, Though I may be ruining your life, I'm going to save it. So No, yeah. no, I'm I'm thinking one of the kids probably blinked and that, that picture uh was like three months worth of their finances. Yeah. Worth of money in it, and one of them blinked and he got them developed and was like, The fuck? God. Get me my shotgun and go to town, Arthur. God damn it, Mary Lou, you four month old blinky little bitch. <laughs> four-month-old blinky little bitch uh yeah lawson family photo of 1929 i would love a copy of that family photo they have it i they I have can, it? yeah let me i'll pull okay. up the photo while you're send it to me because no, pull it up right i'm now. gonna print it off put it on my wall or something <laughs> i got a good place for that i don't know so you i'm gonna one-up you. that shotgun i don't know <laughs> i'll, I'll I don't mount it above stuff. my shotgun i don't know i don't know how much i agree with this now so i'm gonna one-up you Okay. I'm going to go even further back to the past. A blast Ooh, from the past. we're going super pre. 1881. 1881. So way back in the day. December 23rd. Happy birthday, Dark Runner. <laughs> uh, yeah, I decided I actually chose this one because it occurred on her birthday. You know what? Hmm? I just determined that that is certainly why he killed his whole family. Because that is a god-awful photo. Let me see that. If I had a family photo that turned out like that, I would murder my whole family. Oh my god, that kid is like slouched down in the chair. I know. Ungrateful pieces of shit. And you know what? Mary Lou is fucking blinking. Look at that. Oh my god. I called it. She doesn't even look pregnant. His wife looks dead. Yeah, she looks like a corpse. <laughs> yeah, she you probably should, uh, was in that photo. Yeah. Post that to, uh, to the Instagram right now. Right this minute. Right this minute. Oh my god, okay. All right. Sick. Then I'm going to tell all you, right, all sorry, right, the continue, Ashland yeah. tragedy of 1881, December 23rd, three people decided to break into the home of Robert and Fanny Gibbons. Robert, another Fanny. Another Fanny. Ooh. Yeah. We love those Fannies on pressure points. <laughs> Ooh. How true. We're Fanny boys. Uh, so in, in their home, Robert and Fanny Gibbons, they also had Emma Carico or Emma Thomas, uh, she went by both names. She was spending the night. She generally lived next door. So three people broke in and beat the absolute living shit out of all three of them, murdered them all with axes. Jesus. <laughs> three people came in with axes and just killed them in their bed. Totally brutal scene. 
that I did not go into any more detail than that. And to cover up their trail, these three people decided to burn down the house. Now, the issue is, Emma's mother saw the house burning down. This is the only issue with yes, all of Yes, this, this is the only the issue. Emma saw, not Emma, Emma's mother saw the house going, you know, up in flames and was able to sound the alarm. All the village people came in with buckets of water and put out the house fire. And they they discovered the three bodies and found out that the women had been violently raped Jesus. after, like, being just destroyed with axes. So, I think it was, like, a week later, this dude George Ellis, fucking snitch, came out. He was a local bricklayer. and he Fucking con- George. He, yeah, he confessed to the murder, and he actually implicated William Neal and Ellis Craft in it as well as his partners. He felt nervous, or, or not nervous, he felt guilty about it. And the other two were probably like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you backstabbing bitch. So they were moved to the Cattlesburg jail, but they had to immediately get moved by armored carriage to another town because there was a lynch mob oh, that was trying to get them. You're pulling out all the stops on this yeah. one. Holy, this, is this a second season of American Horror Story? What the fuck? <laughs> right. <laughs> so they, uh, they ditched town for a while. They were brought back and convicted in a 10-day trial, and two of them were sentenced to death, William Neal and Ellis Craft. George Ellis was given a life term, but immediately another lynch mob formed and murdered him, dragged him into the street, <laughs> beat the shit out of him, God. lynched him, hung him from a tree. After all of those things, hung his corpse from the tree, I should say. Jesus. Then uh, a couple years later, Kraft and Neil were hanged. Good Lord. So there you go. The Ashland, uh, what do I call it? The Ashland tragedy of 1881. The Ashland tragedy. Truly magical for a Christmas. A Christmas miracle. A Christmas miracle. And you know what else is a Christmas miracle? That song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. God damn it. This is, this is wonderful. <laughs> so, if you were to spend in, in 2019 and buy someone all of the items in The Twelve Days of Christmas, you'd have yourself pre-tax a bill of $38,993.59. I'm so glad I know this. Yep. Thank you so much to the Pittsburgh Tribune for doing it. The only thing that's come out of Pittsburgh that I have ever appreciated. <laughs> this is this is wonderful, what's it called? Investigative journalism. Yeah, absolutely. Now, that's an increase from 1985 of $20,000. Oh, it's gone up $18,000. That yeah. inflation will get you every time. Yeah, every time. Almost. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> So, uh, you yeah. bought what? <laughs> Why do I need eight maids milking? I, I'm lactose intolerant for Christ's sakes. Why the fuck are there five golden runs in? <laughs> <laughs> one for each hand, Tom. <laughs> or one for each finger, not hand. One for each really hand. Confused, <laughs> one for each hand. But I was hand. just going to roll with yeah, it. Fuck it. <coughs> oh. oh, goodness. All right, man. What else you got for me? Oh, I'm. I got probably three three more things, but one of them is really long, so I'll save that for last, because that's probably the best way. It has the most Christmas cheer. It's the most positive. So I'll, I'll start off with the uh, Noblesville Light Hanging Death, or is it the, the Noblesville Light, <laughs> light hanging, hanging Death? Light Hanging Death. Light, light Hanging Death, not light. light Hanging Death. 
Light? He didn't hang. It was a it was a light person that hung and died. I mean, probably. So this dude, uh, Ryan Herring, he was 21. He worked for the city of Noblesville, Indiana. Wait, wait. Is this pre-Berlin Wall? Post. Post, post. okay. Post. Ooh, a little more uh, recent. It was November 2019. Oh, this shit. Year. This is like... This is recent. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. End of November. I think it was on the 24th or the 25th. And what so, was his name? Ryan Herring. Ryan Herring's family. Merry Christmas. I really hope you're not listening we're, to this. We're here to remind you of your son's very fresh death. Untimely demise. <laughs> Untimely demise. So it was his job. He worked for the city to go around to the different light posts and like hang up the decorations that you see and some lights and stuff like that. So he, uh, you know, put his ladder up against a light pole, climbed up, started hanging the, de- the uh, decorations, and the pole snapped in half. He fell and died on impact. And his neck snapped in half. Yeah, essentially. I was hoping that he was hung by the, by the chimney with care I, in I, hopes I'm that St. Nicholas soon would be there. <laughs> soon would be there. So what's interesting is it was actually caught on a traffic camera. Oh, no And there were police way. officers right across the street who immediately... Footage? No. They, oh, they don't... This is an active case. They're, they're not going to report that. An active case? He, yeah. They have to send it to... death. Yeah, but they still have to send it to like their... Oh, yeah. So there were police officers across the street... Uh-huh. That immediately responded, like, ran across the street, saw it happen, tried to provide care, already dead. So Horrible. he fell So he fell from the ladder, right? Yeah. Because so the pole snapped in half. The pole snapped in half. Jesus. So the city of Noblesville, Indiana, was actually in the process of replacing all their poles because they were old as shit. Yeah. And, and that was one of, like, 30... Out of the whole town. The city of Noble, Indiana? Noblesville. Noblesville. Yeah. They are going to be very bankrupt this oh, Christmas. yeah. Because that family is going to buttfuck them out of a oh, lot of yeah. money. It, it specifically said everything was locked down because it was being sent to the insurance. God damn. So, the, yeah. Noblesville isn't even going to have, like, power access. They're just going to have to call it Noble. Out that guy's they can't yeah. pay for the Ville. Yeah, they can't pay for Ville anymore. That's expensive. Yeah, that's some fancy bougie shit. Yeah, so, you know, Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Um, make sure you replace all the power poles. They actually went around, at, like, the day that this happened and cut down a bunch of the poles that were uh, more likely to huh. to break down. So, you know, Interesting. prevented, caused the death, prevented more, potentially. Yeah. Do you think they, like, took him to the emergency room? or because Probably. He... Well, that's interesting because oh, I nice actually segue. have another Christmas factoid for you. God <laughs> damn it. 12 to 15,000 cases on Christmas Day in the ER. So generally, 12 to 15,000 people will be checked into the ER on Christmas Day, not just because of Christmas or unfortunate incidents, but... 12 to 15,000 were caused because of decorating. God damn it. <laughs> that was a really good segue. You're welcome. Well, here's another one. Uh, did you see that that chart on why Christmas time is the most dangerous time to be alive in the United States? <laughs> no, it, but like, uh, outlined, it makes sense. It did a, a graph of the whole year with December in the middle. Um, <laughs> and like June on one side, July on the other side. And... It just compared different ways that people die commonly, like heart attacks. It spiked in December, and specifically around the 23rd through the 26th. Huh. Uh, car accidents, decorating-related 
accidents, uh, elect, uh, what's it called? Electrocution, Ooh, electrocution. was up there. Electrocution. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so here's another uh, wonderful segue. In 1978, Holiday Heart Syndrome was coined as the name of an irregular heartbeat pattern in individuals who are otherwise healthy during the time of the holidays. Their it's heartbeat called, is just, it's, it's only irregular. irregular during the holidays. Yes. What? But let me tell you why, because I yeah, know why. Yeah, I'm intrigued. It's, it's a wonderful little thing. It's specifically defined as abnormal heart rhythms, sometimes following excessive alcohol consumption, usually temporary. Huh. That's interesting. If you're an alcoholic and you binge during this time period, not well, not specifically during this time period, but if you binge and you're an alcoholic, it can cause sudden death, but it usually results in atrial fibrillation, which is, you know, the rapid and irregular beating of the atrial chambers. The top part of your heart was going, zats, zats, zats. Oh, man. Thank you for breaking that down. I had to break me. that down for God, the idiot so in the room. so fucking stupid. Yep. It can also cause a you know VTAC and a whole bunch of other other arrhythmias that are not good. That's what you need to know. So it's, well, thank uh, you for clarifying yes, that as well. <laughs> yes, definitely. The uh, the treatments are typically you can give them medication. You can give them some people if they have it if they're lifelong diagnosed with uh, with AFib. You can give them like anticoagulants to prevent the risk of stroke or lower the risk of stroke. Um, and a lot of people can live and be fine. They'll just have these moments where their heart beats a little irregular and then it's fine for the next month or so. So it's only for like the three days or whatever. But with holiday heart syndrome <laughs> caused atrial fibrillation, they are drunk as shit and super dehydrated Money. and that causes their, their heart to just start freaking the fuck out. Fuck yes. You can give them, uh, you can, one of my, my favorite treatment for it is cardioversion. You can do it chemically or electrically. Where you shock the heart back into a normal rhythm while they're awake. Huh. Or uh, you can push a medication like amiodarone to also induce the... To Labor. Sl- to basically stop the heart and then restart it, hopefully, at a normal rhythm. Huh. Super fun. Yeah. You know, definitely something you want to get. A lot of people, basically, they get sad because they don't have family or they're estranged <laughs> for their family or they're alcoholics, you know horrible place in life or all these you know atrocious things so that for, is outlined in the holiday you do you have something interesting. yeah yeah so for those for alcoholics in your life that you know they're going to be alone for the holidays one of the most fitting gifts that you can get those people is a defibrillator yeah yeah it's definitely thoughtful. just get them an aed i'm doing this for you <laughs> now put this on yourself just strap it on um, and then, you know, because it's this holiday heart syndrome type of thing, you can also, to treat the arrhythmia, a lot of times it'll just do a great wonder to treat the underlying cause. So if they're super drunk and they're dehydrated, put some fluids into them. That'll that'll help bring down the, the pulse rate a bit. Electrolysis is probably the best thing. Yes, definitely. Certainly. Always. I actually have a personal experience with this. I, I, Dying during the holidays? No, no, of uh, holiday heart syndrome, oh. specifically. I had a, I think it was like my second clinical ever in an emergency room. A lady came in who had, like her heart rate was crazy. Resting, it was 130. If she got up to do anything, she would get dizzy and begin <laughs> to pass out. Jesus. Was she in like, well, as good of health as she could have been? 
Was she like? I mean, she was. She just not like horribly thin. over overweight, or well, no, no, she was super thin. Oh, okay. I know you can also use adenosine, but uh, Wikipedia said am- amiodarone. Just, just, just so you know, to to cardiovert. I don't know. I'm just using Wikipedia. Sorry, someone commented on oh, that. Oh, that's like, what the fuck like, are yeah, you talking about? Who's the other host in here? <laughs> <laughs> not you. Yeah, magnesium works too. The comments are probably like delayed. You probably said that a long time ago, but yes, you can you can do a whole bunch of stuff. This guy needs to come on the show. Yes, we Spoiler, will have him. He will. He will be on the show. But uh, so she came in and her heart rate was crazy. She denied any kind of alcohol. And the cardiologist who was kind of taking care of it kind of brought me under his wing and was like, "Hey, like let's look at this. Let's look through the the uh, you know the little." the ECG and the, all that fun stuff. He just kind of brought me through the whole, the whole, uh, the whole gamut of what he gets to do. And he basically, we drew some blood. I started an IV just to see what's going on. And immediately her lips were so chapped. It looked like you could pull off like a shell of her oh, entire lips God, with a dry skin. No. It was so bad. So I was like, hmm, interesting. And she kept asking for water, but because we didn't know what was going on yet, the doctor and the nurse and the people were like, no, we can't give you any water in case we have to go into surgery or resuscitate you or something like that, because then it's going to, you know, we can't, we're not going to be able to intubate them or they're going to throw up and asphyxiate and, you know, you just don't want stuff in your stomach. Um, Yeah. So we, we kept her in there, waited, we drew some blood and waited for the labs to get back, at which time I caught her three times trying to drink water. Which I understand sounds mean of me to no, you can't have any water, even though you're extremely Just thirsty. Smacks it but, out of her hand. But you know it's for safety. Huh. Uh, we eventually. This is like a week before, a week or two before Christmas. By the way, we got some blood results back, and it turns out she was like five times over the legal limit, and she what? was acting so sober. Really. She could play, she played it so cool, it blew my mind. So drunk, she was sober. Exactly. And so we decided to go in and the doctor said, hey, you're a, you're a, you know, an advanced EMT, you're in a clinical, come on into the trauma bay, we'll, we'll set this up. Trauma bay is also where they did the CPR in this hospital. Like, all right, we're going to cardiovert her. So put these, put these, you know, AD pads on her just in case she dies. And we, uh, and sorry, we, headphone users, once sorry, again. <laughs> keep tapping. I keep punching my microphone. They, uh, we pushed the medication. I printed off the uh, the EKG. Nothing. No change. Waited the time period, pushed another round of the medication, and for like two seconds, it kind of started to work, and then it just reverted back to this crazy fast pulse. Jesus. So then the doctor was like, fuck it. Go get six liters of saline. We're going to pressure bag it. We're going to get bilateral IVs and Just let's go, go. Let's load this bitch up. Yeah. So we, we did IVs on both, both arms, three bags going into each arm, three liters. Normal amount of blood that you have is like 6.5, 7.5. Yeah, I think that's liters. Am I right? I might be off on that. Don't quote me Six on that. Six to seven half cups of blood. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to do math. But, you know, we just pushed a shitload of fluids, pressure bagged it, which is where you just like force the saline that's where you sit on it them. like a whoopee cushion you can <laughs> you can squeeze it we does have it, these these cool does it make like the things sound? that pump up it yes it goes yes into your blood vessels i love it so we push that and after 
God, it was probably like an hour. I went and cleaned out an abscess and got to try to remove stitches from this dude's mangled hand and carried somebody out of a car who was covered in blood. That was super cool. But I came back right before to check on her, before I had to leave for the night, and her pulse was down to 113. Oh. It's like, God, damn. That's a fucking high pulse. Oh, amazing. So, so yeah, holiday heart syndrome. The difference that you're making. Um, oh, yeah, totally made a ton of difference. <laughs> she probably died the next year. Probably. Um, so, along the same lines with uh, heart issues around Christmas, um, there's actually a very common Christmas spice that a lot of people use. Um, Cinnamon. Almost. It's something you would add to your eggnog. Cinnamon. No. Guess again. Cinnamon. Nutmeg. Oh, uh, oh. allspice. Allspice. <laughs> uh, rum. No, uh, so, nutmeg is considered in high enough doses a hallucinogen. Oh, really? Now. How much is a high enough dose? I'm asking for a friend. I believe it said something around like five grams. Fuck, that's a lot of nutmeg. Yeah, now. Can you put in a pill? Probably. Well, However, the thing is, if you feel like tripping out for two to three days Holy on an LSD shit. trip, by all means, have your five milligrams Holy of, shit. or five grams of uh, nutmeg. Um, issue being that you don't feel it for like 30 minutes to an hour and a half, which is a very like broad time range. Yeah. But a lot of people will take the higher dose or they'll, they'll snort it. Oh, oh, I know. I right? couldn't imagine snorting nutmeg. There was a kid last year that uh, died from it. Did his? Uh, no, no, no. This uh, okay. so side effects include. Oh, I just lost my thing. There we are. Diarrhea, nausea, heart and nerve problems. That's fine. That's fine. And cardiac issues. Well, I mean, obviously heart problems, but um, yeah, two day L- two day long LSD trip. So. Anyone listening, uh, don't do that because we need you as a number. That's all we need you for. So don't die. We Please just, don't. We just want you as a listen. That's it. <laughs> That's all you are to us, yeah. numbers. <laughs> nothing but numbers. So yeah, uh, beware of high doses of nutmeg, everybody. Yeah, so then, do you have any more any more stats? I only got one more story, so this I, is your time. I have time. one more stat, and it'll be the last one. So we can we can by all means hop into the Covina. How the, did you know? Oh my God! It's almost what? like we researched the same thing without oh, realizing yeah, and it, and then figured it out this morning. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, uh, AJ, the do you want do do you know anything about Covina? Yeah, I'm doing it. Shit, me too. Let me find something else. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll drop my next Christmas song factoid. After the Covina massacre, go right ahead. You take it away. <sighs> All right. I know you're going to have a lot more information than me. I'll just throw. Did you just points. find that one article about the Christmas-related murders? Yeah, and I just, then just I just took found their information. Uh, no, all I did was I I found the article on Wikipedia, and then I found a SparkNote version of the Wikipedia article, and so that's I just copied and pasted. <laughs> <laughs> I found a PDF of a book and an old newspaper article. Oh yeah, no, I, and that's I what I mean. I research very differently than you do. <laughs> you don't spark note? No. That's how I got through like college. 
I use Quizlet for my... I didn't my, go to college, so... Yeah, Certainly. Because you're a washout. No, yeah, One percenter yeah. piece of shit washout. Man, high school were the days, man. Oh, yeah, bruh. If I could be back on that middle man, school basketball be, team. Man, if I be back with all that depression. If I could be playing church ball again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. So, Covina. Covina. It's a little suburb. It's near L.A. December 24th, 2008. 11.30 p.m. 45-year-old Bruce Pardo knocked on the door. He was dressed up in a Santa suit, bringing Christmas cheer to all the kids and all the people at this party. There were about 25 people at this party. We should have made this into a poem. We should He's bringing Christmas cheer to all his friends and exes that might be near. <laughs> Someone's throwing shade in our comments saying we use AOL. Well, you're a bitch. Yeah, we don't fuck AOL. Yeah. Even though we use it. Who cares? Yeah, dial-up works. Yeah. Me, 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 <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> so, he, he's knocking at his brand new former in-law's house. Freshly former. <laughs> yes, freshly former. And they, you know, knocks at the door. There are about 25 people in there having a party. And he, he's kind of got this little trolley with a wrapped gift on top. You know, bringing a, bringing a gift for the party. Inside it was... Wait. Do you know who who answered the door? Yes, I okay. haven't gotten to that point I'm yet. Just, I'm just excited. I'm setting it up. I'm I so know excited, you're excited for this. So, they uh, <laughs> he opens up the or inside this gift is a is a two nine millimeter handguns and a homemade flamethrower full of racing fuel. <laughs> Rudolph going fucking ham this year. <laughs> they uh, he also had two other pistols strapped. In his Santa suit, he was also wearing a girdle with seventeen thousand mm-hmm. dollars saran wrapped to him. <laughs> it's gonna be a great fucking party. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. All right. Uh, now we're copyright struck. Fuck. Fuck. You know another factoid. I'm gonna throw this one here. Uh, jingle bells is actually written for Thanksgiving. Why? I don't know. I don't I think saw I don't that believe one you. And I was like, that seems like too much. Uh, but yeah, just so that everyone knows, it was initially written for Thanksgiving. So you're crazy. So he's got this gift on a <laughs> on a trolley, wrapped up real nice. I imagine it has a bow on it. Oh, I like to think so. Yeah, and it has a little label that says "To my bitch ex wife." <laughs> to so Susan. it's got the the uh, you know homemade flame flamethrower in it. And two Mary guns. X Miss bitch. Goes, he knocks on the door, knock knock knock, and is. His wonderful, innocent little eight-year-old niece opens the door, and he immediately pulls a gun and shoots her in the face. Like, pow. Point blank. Pow. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Damn it, that's another copyright infringement. God damn it. <laughs> so we, uh, you know, he immediately begins indiscriminately firing into the crowd as people are running away. He shoots a 16-year-old lady in the back. He, uh... They believe that he, when he shot somebody and they went down, he would go over and just execution style. Boom, boom. Boom. Double tap. It wasn't a bludgeoning, pussy. Yeah, right? A little bitch. <laughs> so, you know, they just started, he just started firing. Somebody got out and got to the neighbor's house and called 911. You know he, somebody uh, jumped out of the window and broke their legs? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's one of the three survivors. One of the three survivors. They, uh... Call 911, he takes out the flamethrower and just torches the entire fucking house. It ends up killing nine people, 
and injuring three of the 25. So quite a few people got out of there unscathed. Like, he could do better. <laughs> God, Jesus fuck. Like, he could have done better. <laughs> so the, the eight-year-old niece who got shot in the face ended up surviving. The lady who got shot in the back survived. And the 20-year-old woman who jumped out of the house and shattered her leg survived. And was, I think she was the one who... Or, and then another survivor was able to escape unharmed, mostly, and call 911. Imagine your legs are broken, broken, are broken, <laughs> and you're trying to crawl away from a house that's just ablaze. Terrifying. No, it seems fine. Well, they were in L.A., so it's not like they weren't used to fires. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is 2008. <laughs> uh, so they... Uh, the house blazed 40 to 50 feet in the air and it took 80 firefighters an hour and a half to mm-hmm. extinguish it like it was a crazy fire <laughs> because of all the racing fuel this dude i don't remember his entire his job background but he was a pretty well educated guy wasn't he in it or something i i don't know i didn't he, really he, he was a pretty pretty intelligent dude i mean besides this <laughs> so immediately after this the suspect fled to his brother's house his brother was not home at the time and he had recently bought a uh, an airplane ticket from Canada Air. So they're like, oh, this guy might be trying to flee the country. But in fact, it was a plane ticket to Illinois, where he had contacted an old friend and said, hey, I'm going to come out and visit you. Like, you know, whatever. Don't worry, I'll leave my flamethrower at home. Yeah. I won't <laughs> take that on the... They won't let me check that, so I'm just Yeah, this was, this was post 9-11. Yeah, exactly. Before, <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, Pre-Berlin Wall, he would have been fine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Pre-Berlin Wall, you can post, fly anywhere with anything. Post-Berlin Wall, pre-9-11. 10 out of 10, you're good yeah, with that you're, thing. you're set, actually. They encourage it. <laughs> so he uh, removed his Santa suit and left it in his rental car, but they, they suspect part of it had melted to his skin from the heat. He had third-degree burns on yeah. his forearms. Ugh. Just... With like Santa suit melted to it. The anger that he had to have had, he's standing in there burning his ex-wife's home well his his in-laws home ex-in-laws home to the ground and his arms are literally just getting the fabric melted to them it's just sealing in the heat he's getting third degree burns and he's like fuck you and continues like (laughs) the the amount of rage this dude had is unreal even better he ditched the suit in that rental car and then he rigged the rental car to explode if someone was to, say, remove the evidence of the Santa suit. Did you see the picture of it? No. Yeah, so they have the picture. So in the passenger seat, it looks like um, it looks like he has a garbage bag. A green. It looks like a fucking Santa bag. A green Santa bag just sitting on the passenger side. And then there's like the Santa coat draped over it. But if they had taken it off... It would have activated the black powder. Yeah, he put a bunch of black powder. powder And it would have blown the fucking car up. Yeah, so instead of just dealing with any of that bullshit, they just threw like an incendiary (laughs) device in there and just blew up the car. And just burned the fucking car. Which I love. It's like the bomb squad uh, method of not my problem. (laughs) Boof. I like that they took the time to open it and they're like, we'll take pictures of this. They're like, there's fucking black powder in there. And they're like, Let's fucking burn it. Like, <laughs> don't worry. Up. Our 80 firefighters that have already had to deal with a, a fire for an hour and a half, they can also take care of this car that's burning as well. No biggie. Yeah. <laughs> Merry no, Christmas. Fine. Here's something to do on Christmas fucking day. <laughs> yeah. So they, they eventually found the suspect at his brother's home uh, dead. He uh, blew his brains out. They found with him a tactical shotgun, 
more pistols, a whole bunch of ammunition, and a bomb factory. They found five in his boxes house. of pistols. <sighs> That's a lot of money. He only yeah. used four of them. What the I hell? Well, he didn't I mean, even he use had the to shotgun. also haul a flamethrower oh, yeah. in a okay. wagon. So maybe maybe the shotgun was the backup if he couldn't get the yeah, flamethrower to work. <laughs> so you know, pretty pretty crazy dude. So as a, a little <laughs> little bit of a background, the suspected causes was Sylvia, the bitch of an ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, his his wife of one year settled for divorce the week before this, and he was recently fired from his job because he was billing false hours. He was saying he would be there for. The full 40 hours when he went home around 35. When, you know, he would go home and work on his flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, and his bomb factory. <laughs> He's just like, stupid bitch, stupid bitch. God. Dedication so they, is unreal. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's impressive. But they, not to his job. Well, no. <laughs> no. To the bombs and the flamethrower. And not his wife. Yeah, not his or wife. Or children. Uh, mm. He also refused to share finances with his wife. His wife had three children from a different relationship. And he expected her to take care of all three of them and pay, you know, half the bills, half the expenses, just without any help from him. Kind of weird going into a relationship, but, you know, do whatever you want. He also concealed that he had a previous child from a relationship who was disfigured from falling into a pool. I think it was an empty pool. She was disabled. And she he did not tell his wife about that. Oh, God. Right. She fell into a pool of napalm. Yeah, <laughs> a pool of racing fuel. God, Jesus. Uh, so the divorce court ruled Pardo to pay $1,785 every month in uh, spousal support. And he was also required to pay her $10,000 in part of the settlement. And this time he was unemployed, so he was pissed. <laughs> he also, he quoted to a friend, he confided in a friend that she was taking him to the cleaners and he was pissed because she was living at uh at her parents house she didn't have any bills she just would help out a little bit she bought like a new car she went on gambling trips to las vegas (laughs) she got massages she was spending the money living the high life god she probably wasn't even taking care of the three kids yeah her her parents probably were (laughs) jesus but i found the real reason this is the real this is reason the 100% that I suspect. Reason. 100%. My theory. AJ pressure points approved. Theory. Sorry, headphone users, once again. <laughs> Just, uh, it's in an inconvenient spot because I talk with my hands. So the theory. she kept the dog. When they divorced, she kept the dog. Ah, I see. That's why he did it. He wanted that dog back. He John Wicked her. He John Wicked the <laughs> shit out just, of them. I just copyright infringed again. Goddamn. Son of a bitch. Fuck. Wow. So, uh, you know, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Here's some of the aftermath of this event. <laughs> Nine people were killed. Two of them were from the fire alone. They weren't shot. They were killed by the fire. Thirteen children were orphaned on Christmas Eve in Oof. 2008. And, just, uh, just from that incident. Just not from all that the other incident. Ones. The the ex-wife was shot, specifically sought out, shot, and killed. The father-in-law had multiple gunshot wounds. The mother-in-law was shot in the gut once. I bet it's because when he got there and he started killing people, his dog was defending the father-in-law, and he was fucking heartbroken just about it. unloaded on that bitch. <laughs> just... Not the dog. Yeah, not... Never. Yeah, no. God. What is he, some kind of psycho? 
Um, yeah, they had to get uh, dental records were required to yeah. identify a lot of the bodies because of the hour and a half fucking fire. <laughs> With racing fuel, that's some Jesus. shit. Fucking Jeff. Bruce. Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. That's what it was. Yeah, Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. I just I love that he was dressed as Santa. <laughs> that's that's the only reason I wanted to do this it story. Hurts, that and the orphans. So great. So speaking of uh men in costume or really popular uh characters that kids look up to, I'm sure you remember Tony the Tiger. It's They're great. Great. I almost beat you to it. Yeah, what was his name? He uh I don't remember his name. He made some music during the the like nuclear revolution did, when they yeah. were trying to switch to nuclear power. They are wonderful. You should listen to it. It's on Spotify called Crawl Out Through the Fallout. Crawl Out Through the Fallout, <laughs> it's really? It's so great. Uh, so along the same lines, the music, Tony the Tiger, I did not get his real name because it was really hard to read, let alone pronounce. Um, he actually sang the Grinch song. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. But he sounded a lot like the narrator of the, like, actual animated film that... So, the, the the narrator for the film couldn't sing to save his fucking life. Sheldon Allman. Sheldon Allman. Sheldon Allman. 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 The narrator or Tony the Tiger? That was Tony the Tiger, sorry. Okay, yeah. Really hard to pronounce, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Carelessness on my part. This <laughs> was so just on a BuzzFeed article, honestly. God damn it. <laughs> Don't I, tell them our I, secret. I spark noted the BuzzFeed article. Um, oh, but God. yeah, they had Tony the Tiger sing, not Shelman. He is, he is Tony. Okay, Tony. Tony the Tiger sang because the narrator didn't know how to, well, I'm sure he knew how. He was terrible at it. He was it. an awful singer. Yeah, and but a phenomenal narrator. So, yeah, they had him sing, and for a while, they kind of kept it under wraps that Sheldon was the original singer. They were like, yeah, yeah, it's this guy, but obviously came out, so. I don't know how, but you have single-handedly ruined this episode with your (laughs) shitty Christmas facts. I love them. They are phenomenal facts. That's not even Christmas-related. That's Grinch-related. Grinch is Christmas. No, it isn't. It is. No, he's, I don't even know what, some type of goblin? Yeah, around Christmas. He's the Grinch. And he hates Christmas. I was sure you were going to say the Jews. I don't know why. Oh, God. No, that's Nazi Jesus. (laughs) The Grinch. Nazi Grinch hates the Jews. Yeah. (laughs) Nazi Jesus hates the Jews. With, With the focus on Nazis this episode, anybody listening for the first time will think that we are extremely anti Semitic. That is a good point. If they haven't already realized. like chimed in, heard Nazi Jesus, and we're like, we're out. We'll see. We'll have to keep an eye, <laughs> yeah. keep an eye on the figures. It just like skyrockets. <laughs> yeah. We just get, wow, we got picked up in Kentucky. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Alabama is off the charts. Yeah, for some reason, our southern reach is just insane. <laughs> Man, that Bible Belt, they love podcasts. <laughs> they sure do love us. They don't like our communist episodes, but they love that Christmas one. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you chimed in at the or chimed in, if you tuned in at the very end of this live stream, we will have this posted. Maybe Chris- tonight. Maybe tonight. Yeah. Maybe tonight. Maybe tomorrow. You'll see it Christmas Day. So, if you find yourself going into a food coma after your Christmas goose, by all means, 
plug in some headphones. Don't let the kids listen. And if you want to, by I mean, I'm not going to stop you. Just don't tell them where we live. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, tune in. Um, our new season, January 13th. 13th. We'll have a nice little throwback excitement for you guys that uh, we'll actually have better mics this time. That's my little yeah. my little trailer. So you'll probably get a, a heads up trailer prior to the 13th. And then, oh, yeah, we should do that. That would be a great idea. Uh, do a little heads up trailer. We'll, we'll keep posting content. And if you want anything, this is for you, Skylar. Uh, thank you for your suggestion on looking into the rich families of America that have political power. Uh, that will certainly be something we approach next season. Oh, like the, what's it called? The Bilb- Bilbergers? Bergs? Bilbergs? The Goldbergs. No, no. I, I have it on my phone, but oh, there, I don't want to drop are, any there, more spoilers. There, there are a couple. There are a couple. Uh, no, there's, there's a handful. The Carnegie's, all that shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you guys want to hear anything, we... Certainly like to hear back from you guys, so reach out. And you know who you are. You're going to get an invitation to be on this show. So. Yeah, we're going to have guests next season. So far, guest next season. Guest. We'll have guest. Confirmed maybe we'll, guest. Maybe we'll pull Lacey on for some more that spoopy would be, stories. That would be good. All right, but uh, thanks again for, for tuning in. And like I said, keep an eye out for when this gets posted if you didn't catch all of it. You guys have a happy, happy holiday and... Merry Xmas. What?